You're listening to the Farmer's Guardian podcast. Head over to social media and search for butchers and you'll find thousands of accounts dedicated to this traditional craft. You'll also find Justine Fulton, aka Rack of Glam, a female butcher on a mission to show that butchery is for everyone. In this episode of the Farmer's Guardian podcast, I catch up with Justine to talk about her passion for the industry. I'm here with Justine Fulton, aka Rack of Glam, uh, the female butcher, if you follow her on Instagram. It's great to have you, Justine. We've been wanting to chat for ages, so it's nice to actually be able to do this. Um, But just for anybody who doesn't follow you and doesn't know anything about what you do, do you want to just tell people a little bit about your background? Because obviously you're not from, from farming or from, you know, like a long line of butchers or anything like that. Yeah, of course. Um, But yeah, first, thanks for having me on. I'm very excited. Um, So yeah, not from a butchery background or a farming background. I grew up in Bacup, which is kind of like semi-rural. It's a small town in Rosendale, Lancashire. I don't know if people know where that is, but um, it's surrounded by hills and sheep. So that's probably the only closest link that I've got. I had a few friends that had farms and my dad and my stepmom, they've got a small holding, but my mum was a landlady, so I spent most of my years growing up in pubs. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really have any links to it. And then I think the first day I started working in a butchery, the guy was like, oh, have you done anything like this before? And I was like, no, this is all brand new to me. So basically learning everything from from the start. What did you actually want to like be when you were younger? And, you know, what did you want to be when you, when you grew up? Because you know when you say you started in the butch in the butchers was that just kind of a you know like a weekend job that we all have um when we're younger is that how it began no I started in the butchery when I was it was like during lockdown so I think it was like 2019 oh okay so not long ago no it's probably about three years ago um so I was working in social housing and it just got really stressful I think doing that job anyway is really stressful but then add in COVID and lockdown it just got too much um so then with that job I was just putting everything into it and I wasn't really looking after myself and I just took a step back I was like right I need to really evaluate my life so then I finished doing that and during that time my husband set up a meat box delivery company um and where we were getting the meat from I just asked them if they had any like part-time work just to just for summer to keep me going and pay the bills until I decided what I wanted to do with my life and then it kind of just spiraled from there and I'm still I'm still being a butcher that's incredible I really didn't realize that it was such a short time ago actually I thought you'd been doing this for much longer Um, maybe it feels like that (laughs) yeah <laughs> but you must obviously you know fallen in love with it straight away what is it that you like about it what was it that kind of I don't know hooked you in I don't know at the start I think because I was working in that stressful environment I think at the start it was just nice to just go in do the job and then leave and not have anything to do later on when you're at home you just leave your job at the at the door and then as you start getting into it and learning all the different things and everything that happens um in the butchery it's just yeah it's just fascinating it's such a craft and such a a skill so just being able to watch the butchers work was yeah it was really fascinating for me so then I was like right I was determined to learn that and especially with um 
there's like different stereotypes and people some people just didn't see women doing that job um so for me as well it was more of a prove everyone wrong like well if you say I can't do it then I'm going to do it anyway yeah and you absolutely have you absolutely <laughs> on social media so that's great to see and that kind of leads me on to my next question really which is you know there are more women in farming and in the industry you know more than ever do you almost see yourself as sort of a role model or an example to other um women and especially young women who might be thinking about careers and what they can do because there's there's so much um stigma about the farming industry and then you know you could kind of use your story as such a positive example of um of what opportunities there are yeah I always think that with like butchery or butchers this gets or meat as well it gets such a bad rep especially these days it seems like I don't know like a bit of a dirty word but it's not I think um I think the butchers that are doing it right and getting it getting the meat from the farmers instead of anything that was intensive um if it's done right then it it could be beneficial to the environment with good animal welfare standards as well um so I think yeah it's getting a bad rep but me being on Instagram I'm trying to prove that it is a good thing that we are doing and trying to promote good meat eating um good farming methods um and yeah you don't have to eat so much meat you can just eat better meat eat less but eat better I'd always think I'd always love to someone to watch my Instagram to be like oh yeah I want to be a butcher but if my main thing was someone to be interested in meat or learning about where it comes from or the process that goes into it then that would yeah I'd be happy with that just before we go on to social media just out of interest did you you know what's your training been like have you just trained on the job or have you been able to go on any courses or anything like that so when I first started doing the butchery I signed up to an apprenticeship um so I was with Meat Ipswich um and it's just been a bit of a complicated journey I feel like my personality trait is being an apprentice because I'm like the longest apprentice going I should have passed I should have passed it ages ago but because I moved butchery and then they when I moved the book to a different butchers he signed me up to his training provider and then he left so then I tried to go back and then it just got really complicated so then I kind of gave up and I was just right I'm just going to learn from the block which most of it is doing from that um and then I thought, well, I need a qualification. So then I've signed up with Crosby. And then it's normally about a year if you um, kind of like knuckle down and get it done. I think because I've been doing it for a while anyway, it didn't take that long for me to get things done. But yeah, they normally say about 12 to 18 months um, to do the apprenticeship and you do all the theory side of it as well. And then I had my exam on the 23rd of October just gone so I'm just waiting for my results so we'll see hopefully I've passed fingers crossed I'm sure after all this time <laughs> you will have done because you obviously work incredibly hard and you it's almost like you were meant to do this I always feel like I've had so many jobs in my life and normally I like have a I do it for a year and then I get bored so then for me I've been doing this long longer than a year so maybe it's it, maybe it's for me this job yeah <laughs> and in terms of social media obviously um you've got oh well nearly five thousand followers um 
And it's a very, like you said before, it's a very traditional art, very traditional career. Um, but just looking actually about, you know, how many butchers are on social media, there's absolutely loads with humongous followings. And um, I can't put this any other way, but, you know, a lot of the pictures are just like slabs of meat, but there's like thousands and thousands of followers on these accounts, you know, including yourself. So there's definitely an interest there, isn't there? But what, what, what is it do you think that people are interested in? Do you think there's like a rise since COVID as well, perhaps trying to get a little bit closer to that supply chain? Yeah, definitely. It's weird, like it's a weird cult on Instagram. With yes. And I don't think people understand that. Like, I didn't. When I first started doing it and I was like, started following people on Instagram and then you get kind of like in a rabbit hole. I was like, this is mad. Like, this is weird. It's like brilliant. I love it. It's such like a really good community on there. But yeah, it is just slabs and slabs of meat and people are <laughs> mad for it. Um, but yeah, I feel like people, I think my, like our generation are more interested in how things are farmed and where it comes from. And I think you can see it in customers when they come in, you get a lot of older generation they come in and they know what they want. And it's all very like your standard mince, chicken fillets, do you know, it's really basic stuff. But when you're speaking to like younger customers, they're interested in different cuts or different breeds of animals. And I think it it does stem a lot from cooking programs and chefs talking about these different kind of cuts. And um, a lot of the older customers go mad because lamb breast used to be like really cheap. They used to give it away for free. With like skirt as well. Customers go mad like, oh, I used to get this for free. But then... Because people, it's in demand, you can put the price up and people would pay for it. That turning of the tide as well, it's almost like you kind of, you know, it's coming back full circle, this, um, in terms of people actually caring about farming, knowing about farming and knowing about that connection. Number one, is that something you enjoy? Because, you know, it's so customer-facing, being a butcher. Um, and number two, um, just in, to touch back what we were talking about before in terms of careers, you know, that whole kind of story of selling your produce, um, whether that's through a meat box, if you want to set up your own business or marketing, there's so much opportunity in our industry because everybody has a story in our industry and that's what we need to sell. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's, when I set up that Instagram, it wasn't, I don't really know why I set it up. I just kind of set it up to follow the butchers and stop posting meat on my own personal account. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I kind of just like started documenting my own journey for myself. But then it kind of took off and then started doing videos. And I kind of, it's really fun doing them things. Like sometimes when you're having a, a rubbish day, like, oh, I'm just going to video this. And then you edit it and you're like, oh, actually, it was, it's, yeah, it's really fun. I do enjoy it. But yeah, and then just kind of being that woman, people don't see a woman being a butcher. So seeing that on Instagram, people might think, oh, that's interesting. Do you ever get a lot of questions? Either um, from people like either customers or through social media? Yeah, I get a few messages on Instagram. Um customers, you're still trying to break that stereotype of women in meat. Like it's not too bad when I'm on my own, but if my manager's there, if a customer's asking me a question, and I'll answer it. They'll always be looking over to my manager to kind of like get reassurance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of annoying sometimes, but I think if you're just confident, then 
and he know he's noticed it now as well so he always keeps his head down because he's like you don't need to ask me like you've answered the question so yeah that's good though that that kind of support is there for you as well like I hear this quite a lot in terms of you know especially if you may be working you know out on an actual farm and you know some a rep or something comes on that you know I have heard that they will ask for the farmer and mm-hmm. you know you kind of like I am the farmer (laughs) but we have moved on a lot but obviously it's really important to put yourself in front of people who are outside the industry so and I was reading well I was listening to Zoe Zoe's book The Chief Shepherdess and then she was saying I think she had an instance where someone came and asked her for the farmer and she was like oh I don't get annoyed by it and I was like I get really annoyed by it (laughs) but it kind of made sense like it's not it's not their fault because I always thought growing up, you have these ideas, these perceptions that butchers are men. So when you see a woman, you just think, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, so, yeah, doing this job is doing being a butcher, but then also trying changing people's perspectives and their ideas that what a butcher should be. In terms of, you know, like where you've worked in things, because obviously you've worked in different environments now. So if I'm correct, you're working at a farm shop now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas before you were working um, in Manchester. Yeah. Is that right? So obviously they're quite different environments in terms of the customers that you serve and things like that. Um, is there an appetite from like people who live in a more urban environment to know about their food? Because I imagine it's quite a different um, customer base from the farm shop, for example. You would probably go to the farm shop either because you live close by, you know, the family or you're on a day out. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell the different the different types of customers that come into the shop. And you can see the preferences as well. Because the first shop I worked at was in Bolton and they were obsessed with pork around there. But then when I work in Nutsford now, they want it's gone up a little bit, like the interest, but at, at the start, no one would really want pork. And okay. it's, yeah, you can see differences. And a lot of people in Nutsford don't want fat. And then the people in Manchester and Bolton wanted fat. Um, so I think it does depend on the person. But I think, like I said before, in the urban areas, you've obviously got a lot of young, younger people yeah. there. Um, and the one in Manchester, it was mainly steaks. Like we sold so much steak. Really? Okay. Um, yeah. And then a lot of people come in at the farm shop. It's quite quiet in the week, but in the weekend, people coming in for um, joints or um, chicken and then bits of stuff that prepare themselves for the rest of the week. And do you, just out of interest, just, you know, you, you kind of talk about people's jobs and then you're doing it all day and then you go home. Like, do you still enjoy cooking and things like that? Are you like a foodie? When you when you get home, you're just like, right, I've had enough now. Just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I've never cooked. Like, I, I can cook, but I've never, well, can I cook? When I do cook, apparently it tastes all right. But <laughs> never, I've never been like a keen cook. And that's the thing when I started being a butcher people start asking me for cooking advice I'm like what I need to be a chef and a butcher yeah. <laughs> I have like loads of notes on my phone of like how to cook this thing and then someone was like oh how do I cook this I'm like oh just give me one second and I'm just there <laughs> I feel like I've got a really good deal like I'll bring the meat home and my husband's yeah. a really good cook so then he'll do all the cooking and then I'll wash up but 
I think you might have the more end of the deal there. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've never, I've cooked, but yeah, it's not, I do enjoy it. But if he's really good at it, what's the point of me doing it? <laughs> yeah, you're there for the first part of the process. He's there for the second. So it sounds <laughs> perfect teamwork. But yeah, sometimes when you're at work all day and then you're dealing with food or even like washing up or cleaning, when I go home, I'm just like, oh, I can't be asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So just in general, you know, what is it that you, what do you love about your job? Because obviously you never thought you'd be doing this. What is it that you love day in, day out about going to work and being a butcher? It's really creative. I love being creative, the creative side of it with the meat or with the Instagram, with the videos. Um, I do really enjoy that. Um, And then most recently, like I love learning about like where the animals come from, how it's reared how it's processed I feel like we're quite lucky at the lambing shed because we get all our animals from the farm which is part of the farm shop so we can drive into work and see all the sheep or the cows at the side of the road and then they always move them around in the different barns and sometimes we can see them lambing or you can just see them grow up and then when they then they come into us and but I think that's understanding that cycle that's how it is and a lot of customers don't understand that like kids come in they don't realize that chicken is like chicken nuggets or like pig is a sausage it's mad like people just don't see that process and I think that's another way I wanted to do it is people to appreciate where the food comes from and the process that goes into it so easy to go to the supermarket and pick it up from the shelf and then that's it but then you need to appreciate how it's been farmed, how it's been processed, how it's been butchered. And then you really appreciate the food that you're eating. But um, just learning about the farming side of it, that's what I've really enjoyed. I feel like a lot of butchers go either like the cooking route or the farming route. And I've really enjoyed that that side of it, trying to be as sustainable and ethical and that kind of side of the butchery is what I enjoy the most, I think. I think there's something so nice as well about um, the fact that it's such a communal thing to do. Go to your butchers to get, um, you know, part of your shopping list because um, I think farming is probably quite unique in the fact that we still have our core rural communities. It's still quite a neighbourly industry, if that makes sense. And actually going shopping to a supermarket is... um, you know, it is, it's a solo, lonely experience, which is what it is. Um, but to go into a butcher's shop, it feels quite rooted and old-fashioned. You get to talk to someone, you kind of know what you're buying, and then you come out almost feeling, it's almost like a step back in feeling time, a step, a step back in time feeling, sorry, if that makes sense. Yeah, and people want that. Like people always, people love that idea of having the high street with your butcher and your baker and yeah. your candlestick maker. But if people don't use it, then it's gonna it's gonna go because people can't. You can't expect the shop to be there if no one's going into it. But it's you don't get that one to one experience when you go into a supermarket. Like you can go in and you'd be like, "Where's this come from?" But it might have a nice farm name on the meat, but it's probably not even from an actual farm. And you don't know what breed it is, where it's come from, what it's been fed and how to cook it. And it's just nice to have that that personal touch. And it's not that expensive. I think everyone thinks that butchers are really expensive. But when you compare it, 
it might be a couple of quid more, but you're paying for that quality. And if you eat less, you'll make up for that when you spend your money on that nice piece of meat. And you obviously don't get Justine's personal cooking notes that she's exactly. got <laughs> within her phone. <laughs> um, no, I think you're completely right. And I think there's loads of strings that come off us as well, which is a whole other conversation. But, you know, jobs in the community and those ties back to local abattoirs and then furthering that, those ties back to local farms. So I think what you're doing um, on Instagram is great. And um, like I said, it's I followed you for quite a while now. So it's 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 nice to see um, and hear your story on actually how you're really enjoying it and what you're getting from it because there's careers wise there's loads of opportunities for for anybody out there inside and outside the farming um, industry. So, um, my last question is about my favourite thing in the world, which is Christmas. <laughs> um, Christmas is coming. So as a butcher, what will it be for you for Christmas dinner? And what's your favourite thing about Christmas dinner? Your butcher's worst time of year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, like... But well, that didn't go how I expected. <laughs> it's weird, like, Christmas is... It's like I've got a love-hate relationship with Christmas. Like, you get you get a buzz from it, but you dread it. I think you dread it all year. And then when it comes, it's hard work, but then... That when that last order has been picked up and went through it, you do get a buzz from it. So it is enjoyable, but also I'm just like, oh, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> last year, I I had so much meat last year. I just took, I just went to town. But um, this year, I'm probably just going to get a rib of beef, a rib of beef and a gammon. My husband does a really nice gammon with cork glazed. Oh, That's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, last year I went, I got like a sirloin roast, I got a capon, I got a gammon, I got about a million pigs and blankets. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I was just eating meat like wheat. <laughs> yeah, rib of beef, I think this year is going to be on the Christmas table. Do um, people, is turkey still the thing or do, are people looking at alternative um, joints and, and meats for Christmas? People normally stick with turkey yeah. um, or they won't just get a full turkey. Maybe they'll get like a turkey crown. It's only for sandwiches. Like when people speak to me, they're all like, oh, we're only getting it to have sandwiches the next day. So they normally, we do go through a lot of ribs of beef or sirloin. I think that's beefs getting very popular at Christmas. What are you going to have for Christmas dinner? Um, Yeah, turkey for us. I always go to... Um, I'm really selfish at Christmas. Like, I, I hate being anywhere else other than my parents' house. Um, but uh, it will be turkey wherever we go. Um, but my dad always makes this um, thing called, it's so simple, sausage pie. So he buys his he buys sausage meat. Up my street. <laughs> oh, it's so good, honestly. Do you know when you, you know, that's that's always the thing that I'm going to associate with Christmas is that particular <laughs> food. Like, that's that's all I want it's just amazing and he literally it's just sausage meat with salt and pepper and lemon juice and then he like slices a couple of lemons and pops them on top and then roasts it and then that's Christmas for me in a dish yeah Yeah, (laughs) Um, just to finish then for anybody thinking of you know is this the career for me what would you say to those those people particularly maybe uh, women who might be on the fence about doing something like this what's your advice definitely try it like I tried it and it's got me hooked a bit like a drug <laughs> um but yeah just give it a go even if you do 
a couple of days in the butchery, if you work at a really good one, you'll have a really good time. You'll have a good laugh. Um, you get lots of meat at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> you're learning a new skill and you're learning a craft. And it's quite sad that it could be this craft could be dying out. And even if you're not a woman or just a young person, just young person coming into this industry, it's, yeah, it's a good a good thing to do. So yeah, just try it out and then you'll you'll definitely love it. It's hard, like it's hard work, but yeah, I love it. Farming is full of diverse careers and people. So hopefully this podcast with Justine will inspire you to delve a little deeper into agriculture and what it can offer. It might also encourage us all to have a little closer look at where our food comes from. That's it from me this week, but the Farmer's Guardian podcast will be back again next week. And you can also head to your favourite podcast platform to check out all the other episodes from the Farmer's Guardian podcast. <laughs>